Good morning, Anchor folks. Good morning, Anchor fam. Uh, this is Wednesday, February 28th. We're here in South Keys, Ottawa. Well, specifically, we're in actually in Billingsbridge, uh, the Billingsbridge area, Heron Park. And uh, I got sent this link or this article, this screenshot of a um, some from the uh, 2018 budget. I'm gonna read it all because it's it's fairly short. So uh, bear with me. Strengthening multiculturalism and addressing the challenges faced by black Canadians. Diversity is Canada's strength and a cornerstone of Canadian identity. Recent domestic and international events like the rise of ultra-nationalist ultra movements and protests against immigration, visible minorities and religious minorities remind us that standing up for diversity and building communities where everyone feels included are as important today as they, as they, as they have ever been. Sorry, as they ever were. To provide support for events and projects that help individuals and communities come together, the government proposes to provide $23 million over two years, starting in 2018 and 19, to increase funding for the multiculturalism program administered by Canadian Heritage. This funding would support cross-country consultations on a new national anti-racism approach, would bring together experts, community organizations, citizens, and interfaith leaders to find a new way to find new ways to collaborate and combat discrimination, and would dedicate increased funds to address racism and discrimination targeted against Indigenous peoples and women and girls. As a first step towards recognizing the significant and unique challenges faced by Black Canadians, the government also proposes to provide $19 million over five years that will be targeted to, to enhance local community supports for youth at risk and to develop research in support of more culturally focused mental health programs in the Black Canadian community. In addition, with the creation of the new Center for Gender, Diversity, and Inclusion Statistics announced in Chapter 1, the government is committed to increase the disaggregation of various data sets by race. This will help governments and service providers better understand the intersectional dimensions of major issues, with a particular focus on the experience of Black Canadians. This definitely resonates with me. First of all, this is good news. This is actually really good news. Um, my thoughts from the jump are that in Canada, there's definitely, up until this, up until this announcement, there's definitely been a lack of focus of uh, minority-specific counseling and mental health, dealing with the cultural differences that. Um, we face as minorities, especially whether you're a recent immigrant or whether you are um, black and being raised in this country, being born in this country. Um, I think there's still even a stigma in, in the black community regarding mental health. Um, not something that's often talked about within families is kind of dismissed or swept under the rug. Um, I can think of several people in my own that I've known in the past who have 
you know, telling their parents that they don't think something's right is often kind of dismissed and sort of a, it's given sort of a get over it kind of mentality. But um, we now know that, you know, mental health issues are real. It's not just, it's, it can be more than just the day-to-day mood swings or day-to-day ups and downs that, that, uh, that take place. Some of these things are deeply rooted in the psyche. Some of these things are the challenges between trying to balance the two cultures, um, trying to balance the household culture of you know whatever your 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 parents' mother country happens to be, or and then going outside into the real world of of this first world country and trying to deal with those challenges of how to fit in with the conventional society and then on top of that you know you're trying to fight and find your way trying to um, almost overprove yourself and overprove your own self-worth to quote-unquote the system but anyway in any case um, in my own experience dealing with counselors and dealing with the different social services in Ottawa. I think I came across, I had this one counselor from, um, she was Eritrean, she was either Eritrean or Ethiopian. Uh, seeing someone who I could um, identify with as far as skin tone in that position was reassuring you know it was good to see someone that looks like you in that kind of position helping and maybe understand some of the nuances of being a minority in a predominantly non-minority city even though Ottawa is becoming becoming more multicultural but um, you know it was good to see a face that looked like somewhat like mine in a social worker position or counseling position but they're few and far between I mean she even told me there's not that there's not that many minority um, counselors in the city so I guess this this helps with you know this what, 23 million over two years 19 million over five years um, hopefully we can employ more of those people more of those faces and I think if, you, if you're if you're a minority and you can you you know fall have sort of a fall from grace have a, a bit of a struggle you don't really have a network here. Um, it can be extra challenging, you know. Um, it can be extra challenging. Uh, in some of these cases, you're dealing with, for example, living in a, a rooming house scenario and dealing with the free lunches and the free breakfasts that are in the community. When you walk into some of these, these these places and you're one of the few black people, you often hear, you often catch some of the flack of ignorant people and racist people who exist without, there ain't no question, you know. I can think of times hearing shit like fucking black people in, um, in one of the free lunches and overhearing conversations where there's just a bunch of ignorant dudes talking shit about one one minority group or the other 
and anybody can just say oh ignore it but um at the end of the day you don't want to be putting up with bullshit like that for what free food or free breakfast um so really i think if there's more spaces if any of this money gets put towards having more spaces where minorities who are struggling can sort of gather and have more of an understanding i think that's a good thing hopefully the money gets put to good use you know it's a great headline from the jump but you know there's from this point forward it's going to be a very it's going to be a challenge to sort of get it right and get the right sort of programs in place and I know there's a lot, there's a lot of, we've got a lot of blacks in academia who, and academics who, um, in like the sort of the newer cohort of people kind of like 18 to, maybe not 18, like 20 to 30, 33, 34, 35, whether they're PhDs, masters, they're, 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 you know, they're up to the task. They are trying to infiltrate the system or work from the outside, start their own group. So, you know, things are, Things are on the rise. I think we've experienced a, sort of a rise in the black consciousness um, North, in North America globally, whether it's in arts, culture, music, um, academics, in sports. I think there's, we're, we, and not just black people, minorities, women, indigenous groups, we're seeing that too. Um, sort of a collaborative push towards making our voices known so these are just my thoughts from the jump um dealing with and i shouldn't be too dismissive of i mean i've had counselors who were i had this one counselor probably the longest running counselor i had who was like this older i shouldn't say older <laughs> i shouldn't say older she was you know this one white woman and she was um she seemed to get me, you know, but there was definitely thinking back. I probably held back on some of the cultural stuff, um, on the cultural, sp specific cultural differences that, you know, and experiences that I didn't think she would get. Just me kind of, if I go on a rant in the middle of the session about minority issues, I don't think she would have really got it. So I kind of held back. And perhaps other people are feeling that too. They just kind of hold back, expressing the full, the full um, scope of their experiences, because they think that the person on the other side of them, who doesn't look like them, who doesn't share the same skin, won't really understand. Some things are universal, some things are not. So, anyway, those are just my thoughts on that from the jump. I'll just add that um, having having read that article, it actually sparked a memory of when I was dealing with uh, uh, substance issues. I was trying to sober up, dry up, if you will. I, I ended up thinking to myself, you know, well, what do people who, who drink a lot do when they try and stop drinking? Oh, they go to AA. So I uh, got my Google on. 
and look for the all the local like South End um, AA meetings. So I go, and you know, first thing you 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 pick up on is that in a lot of the meetings, I can even I can count maybe three, maybe four people who were like the regular um, minorities going to AA, and I think there was like one Asian guy I saw. And by Asian, I mean, I think he was Indian. And um, even when, even ended up going, so I, I was kind of sort of quote unquote deep in AA for maybe like four months. It was more just to check the experience, um, see if there was value there. And there was some value. Um, seeing how other people kick their habits, kick their vices. The interesting thing for me was, yeah, so I was like one of the few minorities there. And I think it did create this weird, I sort of tried to roll with it and just try and form, you know, create some relationships, form an experience. But the, it is, it's awkward, you know what I mean? Um, there's only so many times you can be the one person of color in a social scenario. Some might say just deal with it. Everybody has to deal with that. I say that's cool, but at the same time, I'm about individual experiences, right? So, <laughs> you know, if I feel, if something feels odd about this experience, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I'll just swallow it, you know? Even if, even if I end up swallowing it for a while. I eventually stopped going to AA and just kind of developed my own quote-unquote program. Um, which first of all was a fitness weight loss thing, dropping 300 pounds. Um, sorry, <laughs> going from 300 to at my lowest 190, but that's another story. So um, that whole experience, I think, with some of this money that's being funded towards, you know, minority-specific, black-specific mental health programs, I think that's definitely something that people should be. That, that, that those people in control of that money should be mindful of. They should be thinking, okay, people trying to sober up, people trying to clean up. Their first default thought or reaction is AA or NA. Now, We should be creating spaces for minorities, and I think to kind of bolt, like kind of boost the numbers, you kind of include everybody: blacks, indigenous people, people of Asian descent, Latinos, women, um, a space for them to sort of bounce their, you know, their struggle. Maybe not make it so form like a for, like a. a formal rigid AA sort of structured meeting but just a place where they can go and talk if they people fell off the wagon if they came back and if they're you know if they're thinking of falling off maybe have a little support system not so much like a sponsor kind of a thing just like a just a little group that can be held in community centers or you know, there's community centers all over the place you know what I mean and they get used for different and maybe this is one of those Maybe this is just something that, as I'm saying this now, maybe I should just take the initiative and do this. There's a need 
23 million dollars to do it <laughs> i mean i know i mean i'm not being dismissive here i'm just saying as i'm saying this it's something that could be done um but i'm often i'm a one-man show in my whole life i'm very solo as i've said before introverted person it's not the first thing that i would do naturally with the right few with the right few minds it's something that could jump off and be of useful for use for the community so now that i've said this now i'm gonna be thinking about it and not just thinking seeing if i can put a little survey out there maybe through twitter a twitter survey an instagram survey and um hopefully because i imagine that it's not just ottawa people listen to this if at all if any of you, if when I say the word Ottawa, I'm saying Ottawa, capital city of Canada. Google Maps that. Um, but even those of you out there in your own cities, do y'all have, here's a question, do you, go, you guys have like black people or person of color specific uh, sort of AA style meetings or NA style meetings, you know, where y'all can, you can vibe off of each other and you know, share these, um, share your experiences or is sort of I know it's on Twitter sometimes Twitter threads that they really jump off have that kind of a theme I saw one recently actually this woman this girl's talking about her um, her mom's struggle with crack and she eventually died and she went in this long thread on Twitter about her her you know her experience as a daughter of this of this um, of her drug addicted mom how much love she had for her and how her, her family tried to bury that story. That's a definitely a common theme, I think, with people of color, just burying those sorts of stories, pretending like everything's all right. I learned that my own, I learned from one of my great uncles that my own, like, I think it's like my great, great grandfather was an alcoholic and had like a, what he called melancholy, which is, the, which is what they called it back in like 1800s, early 1900s time. Um, it was actually his depression and he would isolate himself for months, you know, and he had maybe one family member that he could really trust and go check out. But, you know, things like that, that's such a common, I think, I don't want to make this race specific, but it's, it's a global thing. But I think black people, they got the propensity to kind of bury these stories more. But I'm noticing through Twitter and I guess doing some Tumblr. Are, are sharing these things even like a, a minority specific eating disorder kind of group um, I think these groups will be very beneficial to the community but as I said I'm saying this I should take initiative here I'm also I take initiative in a certain way on certain on certain um, things that resonate with me. This is a bit more out there, putting put myself out there and more. But anyway, I'll let me might put a survey out here on Twitter. Um see how see what kind of reaction that gets. I don't really have a strong Twitter following, so I feel like the survey will be a dud. But maybe if it gets some traction. Maybe if it gets some traction, we'll reach out to some people through Twitter and see how it goes. But yeah, anyway. That's today's episode. Well, I seem to put multiple episodes out a day. Some are me talking, some are just more sound bites. But uh, this is like a sort of a talk show-ish kind of a rant. Um, 
I hope y'all had a good Wednesday or depending on when this public is published. Hope you had a good Wednesday. <laughs> Peace. Thank you.